Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, July 1st, 2023. It is the 12th Saturday of Ordinary Time. It is a day in which we honor Our Lady, and it is the feast day of St. Junipero Serra, one of our very own American saints who ministered to mostly to the Native Americans in the areas that are now California. Uh, I did have a chance to visit those shrines a couple years ago, visiting relatives in California, and um, I was actually at his canonization when the Holy Father Pope Francis came to Washington, D.C. So, good connections, a lot of things to be excited about there. Here is our gospel reading. It's from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, My servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you under my roof. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom will be driven out into the outer darkness, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, You may go, as you believed. Let it be done for you. And at that very hour his servant was healed. Jesus entered the house of Peter and saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, the fever left her, and she rose and waited on him. When it was evening, they brought him many who were possessed by demons, and he drove out the spirits by a word, and cured all the sick, to fulfill what had been said by Isaiah the prophet. He took away our infirmities and bore our diseases." So this reading here is jam-packed. In Mark's gospel, I know the the thing about Peter's mother-in-law, that's very early on, and it's like a general reading about Jesus curing people and driving out demons. We always kind of make a joke about that one, that Jesus was hungry, and the woman that was a good cook was lying in bed, so he just touches her real quick, gets her up, (laughs) cures her, and she's able to make him dinner. It's kind of funny, uh, a little self-serving, but no, I mean, of course, our Lord is, uh, you know, every one of his motivations is 100% pure. But there, I, I guess, just trying to connect all these different themes, there's the the reading about the centurion, and definitely there's a strong statement here about the salvation of the Gentiles. And I think today of, you know, we're not talking about Jew versus Gentile in our day and age, but we're talking about true believers versus ex-believers, post-Christian believers, about how there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when they are driven out because they know better and they're not coming to church and they're not praying and they're not practicing their faith. Whereas there's new people. And also just maybe older believers, I don't mean in age, but people who have believed, but their faith has been renewed. There has been some conversion. 
a lot of different ways. You know, I think of myself, I mean, I grew up Catholic, but it was really a trip to Medjugorje, then a trip to see the Holy Father uh, that brought about conversion in me, gave me a zeal to serve, gave me a zeal to just go to adoration, go to confession, pray the rosary, etc., and have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, so there's that. But I wanted to focus a little bit here today on this theme of obedience. Jesus is amazed by the centurion when he talks very simply about obedience, obedience to authority. I tell my servants, do this, they do it. I tell this one, do that, he does it, he or she, they do it. So Jesus gives a command, let this person be cured, let them be saved, and boom, they're saved. So Jesus says your faith has saved you in many cases where he does healings, but it's also obedience. And then he's driving out demons and all these things go together. The, the, the gospel writers place these things together for a reason. They draw all together the themes and also the church in deciding the readings of the day purposely puts certain readings together with certain themes. I wanted to talk about how when... Um, there have been numerous times when maybe a person will come to me and say, I have a problem with something and they describe something that sounds demonic. Or sometimes people will even come to me and say, well, I think I'm possessed. And we discuss it. Maybe I will offer some prayers. Maybe for reasons of prudence, I will refrain initially. Maybe just privately I say prayers for the person. Maybe they're with me physically. Maybe it's just on the phone, and that certainly affects things. But the devil very much responds to obedience or lack of obedience. For example, if a priest were to proceed to do an exorcism, and he's not an exorcist, um, I've heard of cases where, okay, the devil might not leave. It might have no effect versus a priest who might not even have training but he's been commissioned by his bishop to do the exorcism, and it works, plain and simple. He follows the uh, the rubrics that are in the book, and it works. The devil knows, all right, he's, this one's obedient, this one's not obedient. I heard a story once of a priest that did an exorcism in disobedience, and horrible, horrible things happened afterward. It helped the person in question a little bit, but then all these other horrible things happened. So there is a need for obedience. Of course, there's also a need for training. And I talk a lot about how, you know, sometimes obedience is not the medicine that a person needs to heal their ills. Sometimes a person has been um, dominated and put down so much in their lives, in their life, his or her life, <laughs> that what they need is someone to empower them to make their own best decisions, someone to you know, feed them with good information and lots of prayer so that they get better at making their own decisions. That certainly is a big part of spiritual direction. But at the same time, there is this obedience factor, and there, there always has been that in the church. But there's especially obedience when it comes to sin, when it comes to following the commandments and just following the rules of the church. I Not too long ago, there was a woman that I was talking to, and she was claiming she was possessed. I don't know if she was or she wasn't, but I called an exorcist on her behalf, and he's a great guy, and he does a lot of these, and we just had a nice conversation on the phone, and he was he was a funny guy, and he was just saying simply, very, very in simple terms, you know, this is all about obedience. 
He also had an accent. I'm not going to imitate the accent on this podcast. But he was saying, you know, they're just demons. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said, you know, like, if you have cockroaches in your house, you get the spray for the cockroaches and you spray and they die. You know, you don't spray with orange juice. You don't spray with lemonade. You spray with the cockroach spray and the cockroaches die. If you have bees, you get the bee spray and the bees die. You don't spray them with 7-Up or Sprite. You, you know, you don't just do what you want. And that's the thing. Sometimes people that maybe have an issue or maybe think they have an issue, then they want to handle it according to their own way. And, and this is the same thing with psychological issues. Oh, well, I'm not going to go see a therapist. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do whatever. And he was like, this is just about obedience. The church has rules for this. If this, then that. If the person, he said, I'm happy to talk to this person. and I'm going to tell them what they need to do to get better. It might not be a full-blown possession. It might be. I'll determine that based on my training, he said. But he said there's just very often these people go for years and even decades with certain problems because they refuse to be obedient. The church has seen these cases before, 2,000 years worth of them. And so there's a wisdom in the church that knows how to deal with them. And so you have to be obedient. You follow what you're told by the experts, by those in authority, and the demons go away. He said, they're just demons. They're, they're, he said, and then he said something else that was really profound. He said, Hollywood wants us to be afraid of demons, but not afraid of sin. He said, in reality, the church wants us to be afraid of sin, but not afraid of demons. When it comes to that stuff, just be confident. And, you know, we're confident in our own faith, but we're also confident in following the church. You know, our leaders are not always perfect. Remember where Jesus says about the Pharisees, do what they say, not what they do. In other words, don't worry about the sinfulness of our leaders, although sometimes that does enter in and we might have to adjust here and there. But do what the rubrics say. Do what the catechism says. Do what the rules say. The church has a right of exorcism. The church has all kinds of rules for deliverance. Do what's supposed to be done. For example, we shouldn't be, I mean, as lay people, you know, lay people can do deliverance prayers. Every time we say the Our Father, deliver us from evil, that's a deliverance prayer. Lay people, by virtue of their baptism, can deliver a house, a person, etc., from the devil. It, it can't be a full-blown possession slash exorcism, but let's just say there's something going on in a house. A lay person can pray and that will be delivered, but that lay person needs to be in the state of grace. If they're in the state of mortal sin, forget it. Don't do it. Go to confession. Get rid of the demons in you, and then you'll have the power to get rid of the other demons, just like the speck in your brother's eye and you have a plank in yours. But also, then there's the use of sacramentals. This is another thing that the church tells us to do, to use miraculous medals, St. Benedict medals, to use blessed holy water, especially exercised holy water that any priest can make uh, using the blessed salt. Um, and there's all kinds of great prayers out there, too. You can buy prayers, prayer books that have deliverance prayers in them. And some of those prayers are just for priests to be said and, and to priests to say, and some of them are for anyone. And once again, we have to be obedient to these things that the church puts out for us. So obedience is certainly a virtue. 
It's something we have to work at. Sometimes we have to discern it. Sometimes we're not called to obedience. Like if someone's asking us to do something that is wrong or if someone does not have authority over us. So this has to be discerned. But I think in each case, as we're discerning what to do in our lives, on the one hand, we allow ourselves to thrive and flourish. Sometimes the true self needs to come out despite the fact that other people are telling us what to do. Uh, But at the same time, we recognize the legitimate authority of the church. First and foremost, when it comes to sin and virtue, obeying the church, uh, you know, with regard to not committing sins, just because we, you know, certain people say, oh, well, I think it's okay. Well, guess what? You know, this is, we're, we're not just dealing, first of all, we're not, we're never just dealing with people's opinions. We're dealing with, you know, there's leadership that has gotten together with scientists and whatever, figuring out different issues. But then there's also the movement of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus promised to give the church through St. Peter. What you hold bound on earth will be held bound in heaven, etc. So, yeah, so we have to discern this in our lives. And it's good that we get spiritual direction as much as possible. And when we get that spiritual direction, then there's a discernment there of to what degree am I obedient to my spiritual director? And we need to talk to our directors about that. Some directors are way too heavy handed. And, uh, you know, some people need to spread their wings a little bit. They, they need to, uh, you know, get away from oppressive people, sometimes not even properly trained, telling them what to do. So once again, we pray to the Lord to give us the right direction that we need where we learn how to make better decisions for ourselves, but also that we are obedient when we are supposed to be, when the situation calls for it, especially regarding to sin, regarding to the rules of the church, and not putting ourselves into even deeper sin. And of course, we choose Our Lady for our model. Our Lady was just humble before everyone. She was an obedient servant, as we know, despite the fact that she was the Immaculate Conception. And that she certainly, with her faith, had the power to move mountains. Despite all that, she remained humble. She remained hidden. And as time goes by, she comes more and more to the fore. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.